Thank you. If you would remain standing and turn in your pew Bible to page 1,773. Our scripture lesson this morning is out of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with him except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise, persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age, or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God is revealed to us by His Spirit. His Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. You know it's been a long week when you have a flashback, when you start reading the scripture and go, I think I read this last week. <laughs> you understand, Phil? <laughs> okay, you see this? Oh, am I the only one that feels like this sometimes? makes you shudder, doesn't it? <laughs> well, not every, who else coffee drinkers in here? Okay, so I have the majority. Others, whether you drink tea or if you have a nice slice of pie when you just, you need time to just get together and think, or when you're in conversation or discussion with people, a lot of times you, you'll grab a cup of coffee or, you know, let's go have coffee or let's go get a dessert or do something like that to get in discussion right? You feel comfortable. It's like almost the, the most important room in the house is the kitchen or the dining area, you know, where you kind of hang out and where everybody kind of gathers, especially being through the holidays. That's a lot of that. So I'm going to be a little um, vulnerable again today. 
um, and, and at the same time share a little bit about where we're going and what we're going to be talking about over the next several months. <coughs> there was a time that my relationship with the Lord started very, becoming very real, um, tangible at points. And when I had accepted Christ when I was eight years old and been to church and knew all of these things and I had received a degree in how to teach youth the Bible and had been through seminary and all of those wonderful things, finally my relationship with the Lord seemed to have kicked in. Does anybody know where I'm at? So it's like I had these degrees on knowing and learning and knowing about God, and that was it, knowing about Him, um, that I was this power saw that was unplugged. So I sat in the middle of the floor and looked nice and shiny and bright, but not much happening. So there was a conversation that Julie and I had, and which is a whole other story, but upon after that conversation, I got up in the mornings and I would grab my cup of coffee and I'm like, I am going to have a close relationship with God. So I grab my coffee and I grab my Bible and I sit down and I'm like, speak. I know you see me. I know you know where I'm at, but talk to me. Nothing. Oh, my gracious. What do I have to do? Next morning, same thing. Speak to me. Maybe it's a different page. Nothing. So one morning I go, I get a cup of coffee. Make two. At the time, Julie was teaching, so she wasn't home. Like, make two. Okay. What do I got to lose? Make two. So it ended up being my relationship with God came over two cups of coffee that would sit at a table and we would talk. Just talk. Any questions I had, concerns, fears, didn't matter. Because it was about the relationship. It was about me being able to take what I was comfortable with in the physical, because I would have lunch and breakfast and go have a Coke or a coffee with tons of people to get to know them, to learn them. And God took that from the physical and he dropped it into the spiritual and he's like, I will meet you where you are and I will talk to you. I will meet you where you are, where you are. So as my time with the Lord progressed, I began journaling, writing the questions that I asked, the hurts of my heart, the things I couldn't get over from my past, and we talked over a lot of these. So over the next couple months, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be doing two series simultaneously. One is going to be called Coffee with God. Okay, it's going to be a little different. I may have a table set up here with my cup of coffee 
and another cup of coffee and let you see into my life but about real questions and concerns for all of us that we all have. As a matter of fact, I would love to hear your concerns, your questions. Make them anonymous. But let's address them here. Because you know what? It all boils down to all of our questions, all of our fears, all of our concerns boil down to a lot of just the same things. Self-worth, fear, hurt. It could be a question about anything in Scripture. But the way to get the answer is to go to the one who wrote it. So, coffee with God is one of the things that we're going to be doing. The other is going to be this. So, the title of the message today is Knowing What You Have. I had this written, sort of, up here. I had everything in line of, okay, here's what we're going to talk about. Here's what needs to be addressed. Here's what needs to be communicated today. And then all of a sudden, man, here it comes. And there's this, and there's this, and there's this, and there's this. So after the last year or so that, that we've been with you, we have focused on how God sees us. Right? How God sees you. And now we're going to be talking about, do you know what you have? Knowing how God sees you and understanding that you are precious, that you are loved, that you are as unique as the day is long, and God loves that about you. Chad. You've also been given things. Given things. Immediately, as you become a son or daughter of God, that fast, it's yours. And oftentimes we may know of it, but we don't understand it internally. First Corinthians 2.12, some of what we're going to focus on today. We have not received the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. To me, though Paul makes it as a statement, that ends with a question mark to me. So what has he given me? What has he given me? So Paul goes on to, to write in, in verse 16, he hits one of the biggest things. But we have the mind of Christ. So we're going to work on a series called Knowing What You Have. And between this and coffee with God and as, as the Lord is moving and does His work within us, we're going to bounce back and forth and pick up whatever else that He may want us to pick, us, pick up on during a Sunday. But these are the things that we're going to focus on with knowing what you have. According to 1 Corinthians 2.12, you have the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 2.16, you have the mind of Christ. 1 Timothy 2.17, you have a spirit of power. In that same verse, you have the spirit of love, and you have a spirit of a sound mind. That screams my name, just to let you know. 
because there is so much anxiety and chaos that gets launched into this brain of mine that I need to know I have that. I'm not the only one that's a squirrel. Right? Misdirection, distraction, all of those things. You're going down this road and I'll say, oh, whoa, what about this? What about this? Oh, what about this? What about and then we begin convinced that that's life and that's okay. And the whole time the enemy's going, oh, good, they're off course. They're off course. They're not what they're supposed to be doing. They're doing other things. They've got their hands and other, they've got other irons in the fire. They're not focused. A sound mind brings peace. It brings direction. But we have that. We also have position. Ephesians 2, 6. We have been seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. Chew on that. We have been seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. A God that is not bound by time or space, as his son and as his daughter, you are seated with him in the heavenly realms. You have been given position. Along with that, according to Romans, according to Romans 8:17, you are also an heir with Christ. Position. You have ownership. You've also been adopted. Ephesians 1, 5. Ephesians 1, 3, you have been given every spiritual blessing. Do you know what every means? You know me well enough. What does every mean? Every. Every. Every spiritual blessing is yours. Every one of them. Every one of them is yours. You have been given a purpose out of Ephesians 2, and you have been given understanding and wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2.7, which is what we read earlier today. That may be your biggest argument in the world, but I don't understand. How can I know? I don't know what God is up to. And there may be times that that's the case, but there's also times, how does that then go with the fact that you have been given the mind of Christ? Do you see the clash there? I don't understand, and I don't know how this is going to work, or why this is, or why this, or why that, or why this. And all of these questions begin to pile up on us, and we begin to feel buried underneath of those things, and the whole time you've been given the mind of Christ. The Spirit of God, who searches the deep things of God, lives in you. There isn't a separation there. We don't work with this father above us that is like, oh good, I'm going to put them in a situation that they will never understand and I'm going to zap them and they'll never see it coming. How fun is that? Michael, Gabriel, come watch. He doesn't do that to us. As a matter of fact, in our position and the ownership of what we have, he will have just as much fun doing that to the enemy through us 
than the enemy attacking us. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a difference here in that we can know if he so chooses, but we can know. The point that I'm coming against here is the fact that oftentimes as believers, we believe that we can't know. Right? Well, that's just, you know, God is greater than I am and I'll never know. Right. The point is that you would never become a God. But the point is, is that a father is going to take care of his children and give you insight into the situation and circumstances that you are in so that he is displayed through you. And he loves letting his kids know what's going on. He will give you insight. He will give you wisdom and understanding. That's what it's talking about there. In the spirit of all wisdom rests in you. Rests in you. We have for so long believed that we can't know the things of God that we don't even try to open that door. Because that, that's God's room and I'm not allowed in there. And that's a lie. We, we pray that, you know, God, you've opened up the doors of heaven. You've invited us in. You sent your son to die for me. You've done all of this stuff for me, but you're not going to tell me what's happening in my life. You're not going to give me wisdom to know how to navigate the waters in front of me. You have wisdom, church. You've been given understanding. Now, part of that is getting to know how all this works. The last one that we're going to talk about in this series will be authority. Authority. Because you've been given authority. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus is getting ready to leave this earth. And he declares that all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore, go. Therefore, go. Because what I've done is I've transferred that to you. You have the authority to do, to speak, to be. With all of the things that we've been given, that then moves us into being and doing according to the mind of Christ and the Spirit of God that rests within us. You have authority. So what we're going to work on through this series is what these things are, how it applies to us, and then how we put it into practice. So it's taking and understanding what we've been given and then moving it forward. Staying focused, not distracted, just like we were talking this morning, being that moving entity, that moving, and I've said this before, Ark of the Covenant into the situations and circumstances 
that God has directed us. So it's taking what we know and understand who we are and putting it into practice. And when that happens, we will see God move, lives change, tangible results. We've been experiencing it for a year now, and it's going to be greater. Do you know what you have? I'm excited about this because I'm probably going to learn more than anybody else. I am super excited about this because it's giving us a right understanding of how he sees us and in motion with who we are and what, what we've been given. It's going to be exciting because we're going to start practicing these things. We're going to watch it happen. We're going to watch it happen. But today we talked a little bit about, and I'm just going to touch on this some and probably pick up more on it next week, but having the mind of Christ. Having the mind of Christ, perceiving and understanding and engaging those around us the way that He would. You think about having the mind of Christ. What does that even mean? What does that look like? And if we can relate it to our everyday lives, like our sons and daughters and people that we work with or bosses that we've had, it can be things like, you know what, they really have the same mindset that I do. You know, there's individuals that I meet, and sometimes it's like, oh my gracious, it's going to take 12 years for me to even be able to break the ice with this individual to get on the same page mentally. There's other people I walk up to, and I'm like, hey man, I feel like I've known you forever. Same mindset, same focus, same values, right? You know what I'm talking about? Those type of people that you just click with because they're with you on the same page. But see, we've been given the mind of Christ, so it has been deposited into us. That Holy Spirit that searches the deep things of God has been deposited into you. If He has searched the deep things of God, and He knows the deep things of God, and your mind is to be renewed to be like Christ. That means the, the vision that He had, the perspective that He had, the passions that he had, the understanding that he does things a certain way becomes our passions, becomes our perspectives, becomes our mindset. And it's allowing our minds to be renewed according to the heart of Christ. Having the mind of Christ Am I the only one standing here thinking, oh man, that's going to take a lot of work? Okay. Am I the only one here thinking that it's going to take a whole lot of work? Because we think about this, we're just like, you know, Ian, do you understand what you're saying to me? You're telling me that everything that is in my brain and the way that I've done things, the reactions that I have, has got to be different? renewed, I have to be, here's another wonderful reword, retrained, uh, at points, yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. You see, when we were in school, we'd come out of high school, and whether we go to 
college or some other type of, of training or things like that, we were like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I want to learn how to be this. So I'm going to pay big bucks. I'm going to read books, some of us. I'm going to write these papers, some of us. I, I'm going to do and invest my life into becoming this, whatever this is. But I'm going to invest into that. Do I need to go any further? Because you know what? When we decide that we're going to follow Christ and be a Christian and be what God has called us to be, do we approach that with the same passion and drive as this? Oftentimes not. Guilty as anyone else in the room. Guilty. So God, in all of his loving kindness, decided to meet me here. He met me here. And he'll meet you. No matter where you are. And he will take you on a journey if you let him. If you let him. And it will be the most memorable one of your life. You will look back on stages and think that you are going to die because there's this point of called the refiner's fire. And there's other points where it's just the absolute best thing in the world. But during this whole journey, you are becoming and you are transitioning into and able to use everything that you've been given to be who he's called you to be. Because he loves you that much and he loves everyone in your sphere of influence that much. So when we get our eyes off of us and decide that, yes, as much drive and as passion as I've put into becoming this, that I want to put that same drive and that same passion into knowing him, then switches will flick and doors will open and the craziest things will happen in your life. And you will see him in a way that you've never seen him before because you've gotten into a relationship with him that's as deep as you've ever been. And it's worth it. And it's worth it. So over the next several months, we're going to be going through this. We are going to walk through knowing what you have. And we're going to see some conversations. about who he is and learn things for our own selves to become what he desires that we become. Lord God, I thank you so much just for our time this morning. It seems so brief. Um, there's so many things that, God, you just are so excited about and things that you, that I know, God, that you just want to share. But Father, we're thankful for this time that we have before you. God, we love you. And we are thankful. Father, I pray that you strengthen us like never before. Father, build us up. Give us confidence to make decisions to step forward. Father, open up our ears and our hearts to know what you've given us. 
and, Father, to use it. Father, change us. In Jesus' name, amen.